I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast, where real people use real food to get healthy and lose weight without dieting. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. Today, I'm talking to Jane, who is a wellness coach, so she teaches this stuff for a living, uh, but she also has a bunch of food sensitivities, so her personal eating is already very, very restricted. On top of that, she wants to lose about five pounds, which isn't very much, but she has been trying to lose this five pounds for 11 years, which is so heartbreaking, uh, but I totally understand because I've been in that same place. So I talked to Jane for a while, and what we, what we figure out is that at the end of the day, her biggest problem is just how guilty and upset she is about eating one little thing that she thinks might not be helping her try to lose these five pounds when she she already has so many restrictions in her daily eating that she just, she's, she's upset all the time. She's like, like she's got this huge moralization that she does with food and it makes her constantly unhappy. And it's, it becomes clear after, after the conversation that that's the real problem, like not the five pounds. It's just that she's miserable, even though she eats really, really healthy the rest of the time. And, you know, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to, to deal with. You know, it's like, it's one of those things where when you're doing it, it feels like you're in this constant battle by yourself and that it's really important that you win this battle. But then when you say out loud, yeah, I've been trying to lose five pounds for 11 years, you realize that it's really probably not as big of a deal as you thought. And maybe letting that all that guilt and restriction go really might solve your problem. So Jane and I go over this and I, I think there is, especially if, if you're a food moralizer, if you're somebody who thinks things are really good for you or really bad and you have trouble getting out of that mindset, this episode will help you a lot. Uh, let me know what you think and enjoy. Hey Jane, welcome to the show. Thanks Daria, I appreciate it. So why don't you start by giving me an idea of of what you're struggling with? Okay. Um, I am a wellness coach, so I teach this stuff to women who are um, either overweight or who have um, physical problems. So, you know, I do a lot of teaching on this. For myself, I have multiple food sensitivities and um, like uh, gluten, well, I have um, celiac disease, so gluten, soy, dairy, egg, shellfish, a whole bunch of other things. So my, my eating is pretty restricted. And so, you know, my struggle is to find foods that are still interesting to me and that I enjoy kind of to bring the joy back to my eating. Mm. Yeah, the pleasure part. So that's been missing for... It, 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 it's missing. And then when I say I make gluten-free cookies with my daughter and I enjoy a cookie, then, you know, like the next day I will think, okay, I got to get these cookies out of the house. It's not, I don't binge on them or anything, but, um, just the temptation is there to have another one that day and another one the next day. And I'm thinking I shouldn't be having sugar. I shouldn't be having sugar. So but you just you have eat like one one or two cookies and then you're done. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, I definitely don't overdo it. In fact, you know, like I'm you know, I enjoy it and then once I really 
enjoy it with my granddaughter and then I can do without it for another week or two. But Okay. That doesn't sound like such a big problem, but it sounds like you're a little bit worried that you are maybe moralizing your food choices a little too much and that's sapping the pleasure out of out of the eating experience. Yes, that's pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you think to yourself, gosh, this is bad or you know, I should eat this because it's good for me. And you're not thinking, you're not making food decisions based on quality of life decisions so much as what is and isn't like rationally good for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I eat, I mean, 90% of the time, I mean, I am eating healthy foods because I, I need to. I And I have to because I have chronic Epstein-Barr virus. Um, and so that in addition to my food sensitivities and hypoglycemia that, I mean, I eat healthy, I eat organic. Um, it's when I decide to have, oh my gosh, you know, five rice crackers. Then I, then I'm say to myself, I shouldn't have had those. That's processed food. So I do moralize a bit. I see. So you moralize and, and it, it means that like, even when you do let yourself have something, you might actually enjoy a little more the enjoyment's gone pretty fast because you feel bad about it yes i'm i'm you know like at the end of the day when i'm evaluating what i ate i'm thinking well i could have done without the rice crackers and there's a particular kind of brown rice bread that i eat like every other day in the middle of the afternoon with some um, sunflower seed butter and which does give me a lot of pleasure but then later i'll say I shouldn't have had that starch. No, that's a processed food. I shouldn't have had that. And you only do this every couple of days? Yep. And you think that, that that amount is a problem? I know. It sounds crazy. But um, I guess, you know, when you're reading different, um, you know, I do a lot of research on dieting and eating healthy and um, all that, that you know, starch seems to be the ener- the enemy, or you can have a sweet potato two times a week kind of a thing. And I love sweet potatoes. And like we eat winter squash and all kinds of things in the house. I really don't restrict myself on that too much. But um, I'm wondering, am I having too much starch? Because if I am, maybe that's what's keeping me from losing the five pounds that I would like to lose. I see. So you also want to lose a tiny bit of weight. That's a pretty small... It is. Amount. Okay. Well, let's let's start back at the beginning. <laughs> what okay. do you what do you like to eat? Oh my gosh. Um I eat all kinds of vegetables. I love to eat fruit, chicken, fish, turkey. I don't eat beef and I don't eat pork most of the time. I, do, I know I don't eat any pork, but I eat a little bit of um beef every now and then because it just tastes good. Beef or bison. <laughs> And what, can I ask why you don't eat it more often? You know, I just kind of got off the whole mammals, you know, and pigs are, in my opinion, kind of unclean. And, you know, it's kind of just might be a religious thing. I don't know. But um, they, it just doesn't appeal to me anymore. So I don't. Okay. Eat so it. that's something you don't want. But beef you, you enjoy, but you don't eat it because of. Oh, for a long time, I, I didn't have beef at all. But then, you know, like people's steaks and stuff started smelling really good. So I said, you know, like I'm going to. It's not going to kill me to have some beef. I really had no, you know, like food allergy or anything to it. So I had some bison and it tastes so good that I thought, okay, 
But I know if you have too much beets, there's a chance of, you know, colon cancer down the, if you have a lot. So I have it maybe once every three weeks. Okay. Oh, and I like rice and sweet potatoes. And, um, you know, I do like the baking potato, a white potato every now and then. But then, you know, I'm saying to myself, oh, my gosh, that's white. You know, that's starch. You know, that's this and that. So what's the hang up with starch? Only because I do this in air quotes, the experts say that. <laughs> Um, the experts say that, you know, you can lose weight faster if you're not eating the white foods, the starches, the, um, sugar. So this is about strictly weight loss. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I would say, I would say yes. Okay. So you would like to lose five more pounds and, but you already restrict your eating a lot. And I'm, I'm, I'm at a healthy weight. I mean, I'm, if you, if you go by BMI, I'm in the normal weight zone. It's just for my own. I like the way I look a little bit better in my clothes when I'm five pounds less. Okay. And you've been there before. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. Before I was married. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remarried about mm, 11 years ago and um, my food horizons expanded some because my husband does like to cook and I, I need to cook for him too. And so, but I've, Put on a little, yeah. Put on a little bit of weight that I would like to lose. So you've been trying to lose this five pounds for eleven years. Pretty much, yep. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yes. That like that like it like pains me to hear that because I understand it so well. <laughs> uh huh. You know, I was there for so long, um, and it's just like it sounds crazy when you say it out loud. It you're, does. You're like five pounds. Like I've been torturing myself for a decade for like. Why again? Wait, why? Um, so the real issue is that there you you feel like you're not. I mean, you're just not happy. You're not happy with how you look or the food you're eating. I could look better to to my own way of thinking. And what was the second thing? You don't like. You feel like you're missing out on good food. Yeah, I do. And like, and it's not you know like I want to go you know, eat a bunch of sweets or, um, ice cream, like, like I'll indulge in coconut bliss ice cream now and then. And, you know, I have great discipline as you can probably imagine, mm -hmm. but always in the back of my mind, I feel, you know, restricted, like, you know, you can only have this much and then you got to get it out of the house kind of a thing. Okay. And have you ever just like stopped with the restriction, I mean, obviously you have your health, you have your health concerns. No, I haven't. You've never done that. I've thought about it, but I haven't. It's scary. It is scary. I guess, you know, the scary part is, you know, oh, well, I'll just keep gaining and gaining and gaining. Right. That's the fear. That's the fear that everyone has when they give up that control. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, do you ever have episodes where you would say you your your willpower slips and you overeat? Not really. I mean, I do like, uh, for an example, last weekend, I did a speaking engagement and it did not go well. The, the AV equipment was, they were not helpful and it was just didn't go the way I wanted to. I was very disappointed in myself or I was disappointed in the, my, my talk mm -hmm. because it just didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. But we were having people over for dinner that night and I had already made gluten-free brownies for dessert. And, um, I stopped on the way home at Whole Foods and got Coconut Bliss ice cream that I could eat. And so, you know, I had, well, I had a few, I do, I do eat dark chocolate. 
I'll throw that in for sure. And I won't give that up. Um, but uh, yeah, so I felt like I had overeaten when I had the ice cream and a brownie. But in true terms where I've binged or, or just had a lot to eat, no, I, I, I stop when I'm full generally. Interesting. Okay. So, cause it's, it's just, it's really difficult for me to imagine that these little tiny things you're worried about are having this huge impact. Um, I wonder, have you, when you actually eat, and I mean, you said, you said you like, you know, you, you like your fish and your chicken and your veggies. Like, mm-hmm. do you really like them? Yeah. Like you love them. Like you sit down and you're like, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and have you had much experience with mindful eating? Do you feel like you are focused on your food, focused on the sensations in your mouth, really savoring that experience? No, that, that is an area that I have been trying to work on because, I mean, I've read a number of books on it and I'm thinking, wow, you know, that might make a difference here. And plus, since I've been listening to your podcast and, you know, I've been on your your website, I'm thinking, you know, maybe that's something that I need to, because usually when I'm eating, I'm listening to the television at the same time and maybe reading the paper. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm definitely not eating mindfully. So triple tasking. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. I know that's tempting, especially for us, like high discipline control freaks. Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) I feel like this is your, this is the thing you need to work on. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I'm listening to you and you, you don't have any problems. Really. I mean, you, you second guess yourself for sure. You know, Mm -hmm. you'll do something and you're like, ah, Shouldn't have done that for some abstract reasons. Mm-hmm. I am hard on myself. Very hard on yourself. Yep. And it makes it almost feel like because of that, I mean, you're eating the things you like for the most part. You just feel bad about it. Uh, yeah, some of it. Yes. I mean, the bread with the sunflower seed thing and the now rice that cakes. I do, that I do eat mindfully, like, I've really started to, since I haven't been having it, I used to have it every afternoon. Now I don't do it every afternoon, but it there for somebody who is, has celiac and never get hardly ever gets to eat any bread. I mean, that's like the texture of the bread. I mean, I toast it and I put the stuff, I mean, like that I do mindfully eat because I really enjoy it. Fantastic. And you deserve that. I know. I mean, I want to hug you right now. Like you, you like, like, I, I do not want you to like, like, you shouldn't feel bad about that at all. Yeah. And I think I put, I made put way, way too much, um, way too much emphasis on what other experts say you shouldn't, shouldn't eat. Right. It kind of sounds like that, that might be part of the issue as well. Yes. Um, where does that come from? Do you think? Well, if I go way, way, way back, um, when I was in high school, I was a cheerleader and I was captain in the 10th grade. And when I went to, this goes way back, varsity, 
I did not make the team. And I went from captain to not even a cheerleader. And that was like a big deal to me. And so I started second guessing and saying, you know, like maybe my legs were too big or maybe, you know, like, but I mean, I wasn't, but, you know, maybe it was something physical that my smile wasn't big enough or whatever. So at that point, you know, I started, I bought a, remember I bought an LP of um, some exercise. It was way before Jane Fonda, but that, which morphed into running. Um, which I mean, I've always been an exerciser. Mm-hmm. I've been aware and thinking about it for many, many years. Yeah. So there was this part of you that wondered if you needed to look a certain way to be mm-hmm. acceptable, accepted. Exactly. Okay. And in, in some sense, that's helped you have the awareness and the discipline to address some some food sensitivities and you've had a lot of success with that. You can control those. Yep. Yeah. I don't have any problem doing that. Yeah. and that, Because so, I mean, the benefit is, you know, like I want to feel good and I want to have energy and all that. So eliminating the, that, those particular foods in the big scheme of all the food in the world. I mean, there's still plenty for me to eat and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you, and you enjoy, that healthy lifestyle. It sounds like it's not something oh, yeah. that you oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. think of as bad or like not bad, but like a, a bummer in your life. It's, it's a good thing. No, people say, I don't know how you could possibly not have bread or, or not, you know, do dairy or have cheese or whatever. And I'm like, I don't really understand what you're saying because I want to feel good. So it's not a choice for me. I just do it. Yeah. And yet there's this, there's this other voice in your head that's like, you could be doing more. Yes. I mean, there must be something else that I can do differently to lose the five pounds. And that's when I got started on the no, no starch, you know. I see. So, and maybe, maybe there's this like perfectionist streak to some extent, like. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, no that hit nerve. about everything. <laughs> yes. But I will tell you that, I mean. Uh, I noticed on your website, you know, that sometimes you have oatmeal, you know, with the raisins and yeah, I have it every day. And, you know, my oatmeal days stopped when I discovered that I had a gluten sensitivity because I I kept on eating um, Quaker oats, did not realize that they could be cross contaminated. So I, I stopped eating oats and, but, but every once in a while, and ever since I saw that on your website, I, yeah, I've had it like twice in the last two weeks. And especially when it's cold, it's so freaking good. I'm sorry <laughs> to use my language, but it, it really is good. So I have it. I have indulged in that and enjoyed it. So, but I used gluten-free oats. Yeah. And yeah. you just called oatmeal an indulgence. I know. Because it's a starch. Wow. Yeah. I know. It's, it's ridiculous. So you've read my whole bio on my on my website, right? I think so. Um, about how I lost weight when I started eating grains. Wait a minute. I think I need to go back and read that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't exactly remember that. So um, uh, if you go to Summer Tomato and you go to the About page and yeah. you click on like the more about me and my personal yeah. story, I give my whole dieting history there. Okay. And I for years, I did low fat. I ate zero fat. I was t- totally insane. And then times changed. And then I spent years eating zero carbs, like zero <laughs> for years. Yes. 
And, you know, I, I was, I fluctuated in weight and, you know, there was a few periods where I gained some weight and, you know, stopped dieting for a little bit and kind of ate horribly. But ultimately what shifted the reason I have a website called Summer Tomato and wrote a book called Foodist is because I learned that I was really obsessed with all these macro and micronutrients. You know, I thought that, you know, mm-hmm. carbs were a problem. Mm-hmm. I needed more protein, blah, 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 blah. I was trying to match what the experts said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the experts who know nothing, by the way, <laughs> they, they, they say a lot but of they things. They can furnish a whole bunch of scientific you know, proof. Yeah. And there's always people who have the exact opposite proof on the other side because nutrition is, is complicated and it's not one size fits all. And this is, this is the, the real important thing to remember because just because somebody else stopped eating something and felt better doesn't necessarily mean that that'll be true of you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, yeah. Just today, I, I uh, shared an article um, that I found on on my Facebook page about the genetic variations of why people, some people do okay on a vegan or vegetarian diet, and why some people feel like they're going to die <laughs> of malnutrition. And the reason is because of like their ability to absorb and convert vitamin A into a usable mm-hmm. form. There are certain like genetic mutation, or they're called um polymorphisms. Some people just do that more efficiently and those people can do better on a vegetarian or a vegan diet and other people just can't. And and they need to either supplement those specific nutrients and which for most of us, we have no idea what those are because we don't know our genetic polymorphisms, (laughs) you know, and we don't know the biochemical pathways of every single food we eat and nutrient that we take in. And so there is a tremendous amount of variation. And the only person who can figure out what works for, for you is you. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's one reason to just take everything you hear from experts, including me, <laughs> with a grain of salt. And the second thing I would say is that the idea that somehow you can like restrict yourself into success just is is difficult to. Well, it's it's basically impossible. Um, but you you're doing an amazing job of trying. <laughs> Oh, am I ever trying? Um, But but what I discovered for myself was that just something as simple as having my oatmeal for breakfast, I means I almost never want sugar anymore, which is crazy because that was something I used to, you know, really crave. And then you know, every once in a while, I'd let myself have it, but probably it was too much, and then I'd kind of overdo it, or you know, maybe I'd have an extra glass of wine, and then I'd have an extra piece of cake or something, and. Ultimately, when I just started allowing myself to eat real food and not worry so much about whether it was a carb or a protein or a fat, that my body, and when I started just paying attention to that and just focusing on how I felt after eating it, not not guilt-wise, not rationally, but just listening to my body and how I felt, and it sounds like that's like something you're good at, by the way. Yeah. Um, it turns out like I just do better on a lower with a little less. I was eating so much protein and so little carbs. And I was just, my body just was so happy when I went back the other direction. Mm -hmm. So that's an invitation for you. Yeah. You know, like years ago when I was diagnosed with um, 
many years ago, hypoglycemia. Then it was the six small meals a day I was supposed to have, you know, mm-hmm. and then, then, and that's what I did. Um, and then, then later found out about the food sensitivities and stuff like that. But I didn't think about it as much as I do now. And you know, now, you know, some of the experts, I say, um, the, the whole, whatever it is, intermittent fasting fit thing that there is now where you wait a long time in between meals. Um, and then there's the no sugar people. And then it's just, it makes you crazy, all the stuff out there. It makes you crazy. It does. So what's really important here? Uh, feeling good. Right. And enjoying food. Let's, let's go as far as to say enjoying your life. Oh, yeah. Well, I would say for the most part, I enjoy my life, except for the, pretty much this one area. I mean, I finally got it right in my marriage. I've got twin grandkids. I mean, I have a part-time job and I, you know, like I volunteer. So, I mean, my life is good. Awesome. That is wonderful. So I feel like you have a lot of ideas in your head that are preventing you from just being happy. Yes. And I think part of that, like, I mean, I mean, I feel pretty confident that if you can, can let that go, things will fall into place for you. And I know that's hard to believe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when I just so like, hard to say it. Um, but one thing you can do to challenge your own thoughts, because they can be full of it sometimes, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. all of our thoughts are full of it sometimes. Um, you can challenge little things like it starts really bad. You know, have your oatmeal. I just don't see any reason to think that real food would ever need to be considered something that like in the bad category. Oh, and I, I agree. I mean, generally in the big scheme of things, I follow, um, uh, Dr. Mark Hyman, you know, and he's pretty reasonable about eat whole foods, basically, you know, some limitation on, on sugary things, but you know, he eats dark chocolate and stuff like that. Yeah. And you already restrict so much out of necessity. Yes. That's really, that's the issue is that I've narrowed it down so much. And then the things that I did enjoy for pleasure, now I feel guilty about them. And um, yeah, I would like to let that go. And I'm a life coach. Talk about letting thoughts, you're like, that's what, (laughs) that's how I work with people. You know, I work on their, you know, limiting beliefs and their thoughts that are, make things an obstacle. So it's, it's interesting that I don't apply it to myself. But I can. It's a lot easier said than done. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier said than done. So yeah. So, you know, getting back in touch with the present moment, I think this is going to be a big one for you. Okay. Because when, when, you're, when you're in a thought that's bringing you guilt, mm-hmm. you know, and for one thing, you already ate it. So decisions, like there's nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you feel terrible, if you felt terrible after eating it, there might be a reason to change that path next time. But if you didn't, you're going to have a hard time making different decisions moving forward because there's no real reason. There are fake reasons. There are fake reasons. That's true. Because usually after I have the, um, gluten-free chocolate chip cookie or, you know, whatever it is, I feel good. I mean, it's like the next day. 
that I think, okay, let's get these cookies out of the house. Mm -hmm. So the mindful eating thing, I think it's great practice for you Mm -hmm. because it can help you be it can, it, it's basically practice for, for disengaging from your thoughts. Cause if you're in your head, you're not in the present moment. Right. 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 If you're watching TV, you're, you're not in the present moment, it, you know, and it sounds like this, you're always sort of multitasking and always thinking about stuff. And I totally get it. I'm exactly the same way. And that's why like, I am the first one to admit this, like, developing a meditation habit for me was probably the hardest habit I've ever, ever developed. Mm-hmm. because it took years. <laughs> like I just felt like I was like failing at it for years, but it's also like, I now consider one of my most critical cornerstone habits, home court habits, because, because that's a tendency in me. Yeah. And I mean, I, I do have my faith and I do read scripture every day. And, um, you know, like part of that is journaling. So I'm, it's the, it's the, being quiet and not asking anything, you know, just sitting, you know, that that's the real challenge for me. Yeah. Noticing. Mm-hmm. Noticing. And exactly. noticing, noticing those thoughts, you know, next time you have your chocolate chip cookie with your granddaughter and the next day, whenever it comes up, it'll come up at some point and you'll be, you'll, you'll think, gosh, uh, that cookie, you know, got to get these out. You know, maybe you just got them out of the house and you're like, gosh, I should, you know, that was, that was not good. You know, that's not going to help me lose weight. Notice the thought. And just notice that it's something that your brain does for you. This is something that your brain tells you. Yeah. You can even thank your brain. Thanks, brain. I don't feel bad about having a cookie with my granddaughter, but I appreciate your input. <laughs> um, does that make sense? It does make sense. I actually have had a therapist tell me that before, you know, like, that's your brain just trying to warn you and just say, thank you. I appreciate it, but I don't need you right now. Right. Cause your brain still thinks you might not make the cheerleading squad. Exactly. Or catch a husband. Thank goodness. I already did that. But I mean, or, you know, feel good or whatever, you know, or look good in your clothes. Right. It's so much more important to enjoy that time with your granddaughter. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And you know that deep down. Yeah, I do know that. That's how mindfulness works with the guilt. Um, but I feel like if you also, and, and, it, and it's, it's, it's I, I completely understand why that's a difficult thing to do. Um, but one way you can practice it and get better at it is to practice during meals. Okay. And while you're doing that, so, so the, and, it, you, and by the way, you don't have to do like the entire meal, although mm-hmm. it's worth trying a couple times for sure. But but the way the way you want to approach it is, you know, take your food, you know, something you enjoy, something you know you like. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Bring it, bring it to a table, sit in a chair. You know, if you mm-hmm. set your place, you know, make it a thing. You know, spend a few seconds just looking at your food, and and try not to judge it. Mm-hmm. You know, just notice the colors, notice the peaks and valleys, notice the. Some food's more wet, some food's more dry, the texture that you can see. Just spend some time looking at it. And then after a minute or so of that, give it a smell. Close your eyes and just really focus on the smell. Mm-hmm. See if there are specific things you can pick up. Again, don't necessarily judge it. But if you do, you know, if you find yourself enjoying the smell, you can go ahead and appreciate it. But notice that appreciation and then go back to the smell. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 just you know take that in and then start with one bite of food maybe just a single part of the food and put it in your mouth and even then like before you even start chewing like close your eyes feel how you can smell it you know even though in your mouth you can still smell it you can feel the warmth you can feel you know, you can feel the weight of it on your tongue and then you can start to chew it and the flavors will, you know, you'll, maybe you'll notice a the rosemary or you'll notice the sweetness of a sweet potato and maybe a little bit of salt you can taste or a teensy bit of olive oil that you added and just kind of let that go and chew really thoroughly mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and, and watch the, the flavors will actually change as you chew. So some things will get more sweet, some things will sort of wash out and, you know, just go through that experience. And I've had so many people tell me that this is a life-changing practice once they start doing this. And sometimes it only takes one meal for them to see how, what an impact it has. Because mm-hmm. sometimes they're like, wow, I can't even finish this plate of food. Yeah. I mean, I've read a number of books, like I've read a number of books on it. And whenever I do like Saber and there were some other books in your book and, you know, um, where I go, wow, that sounds like it'd be cool. Just, just making myself do it. Yeah. I, I like yeah. that you said it, was, it sounds cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You should. I'd like to savor, you know, I, I would like to really enjoy and appreciate it. So let me ask you, when's the night, when do you, do you ever have time to have just a, a meal by yourself? Yeah, I have a lot of meals by myself. It's usually night dinner. My husband and I eat together, but lunch is usually on my own. Okay. So maybe the next time you have lunch on your own. Yeah. Just make a commitment to yourself that you're going to try one full meal, phone free, TV free, radio free, <laughs> and just eat your food. Okay. And really chew it and really appreciate it. I can do that. I think you can. And I think you'll like it. I'm going to do it with the chocolate chip cookie too. Awesome. Um, Because my granddaughter's coming over tomorrow and we're going to make cookies. And so I'm just going to relax and enjoy it. Fantastic. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to ask you, um, do you, are you, do you do much exercise? Yes. What do you do for exercise? You really didn't have to ask me that now, Daria, did you? Because, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the perfectionist in me. No, I walk in the mornings um, for about 30 minutes. I don't exercise too extreme because I have to be careful with my energy level. Mm-hmm. But um, And then I lift light weights. I lift some weights at home. Great. Perfect. So I do enjoy that. I'll usually listen to a podcast while I'm walking. Sometimes I don't listen to anything. Um, I walk on a quiet street. Just a good way to start the day. Yeah, great. the 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 only reason I bring that up is because, in my experience, um, you know, you mentioned that you're not unhappy with your body, but you would, you know, you sort of have this idea that maybe five pounds less would be preferable. Mm-hmm. And in my experience, when some when people say things like that, it's typically like some shape that they're particularly unhappy with or or not particularly satisfied with. Yeah. And is I, I, while I I totally understand and I, I understand that like sometimes losing weight just straight up can help you not feel that way. 
often also um, some solid strength training can, I mean, that's what I have done in the, over the last few years. I don't focus on the scale really at all, but you know, if I feel like some parts getting a little saggy or something, I'll like up my hamstring game for, <laughs> for a couple of weeks and, and usually that fixes it. And I, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think I actually lose any weight or anything, but um, that sort of, you know, toning can go a long way for stuff like that. So um, that's actually a good idea. Thanks. I mean, I have thought about it, but I cannot stand gyms. But I do know a um, place that has that's small, and you know they maybe have one or two people in there at one time. It's not a big old gym. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I kind of like quiet, and um, that I could go to. I could try it. Yeah, you might like that um, because yeah, and the added benefit of focusing a little more on just shape and tone and muscle is it adds strength. You know, it's like, it's a positive thing. It's not a, gosh, I can't eat another piece of bread or I can't eat another cookie. Or, I mean, you you have no room to restrict anymore. I know. I mean, maybe a little mindful eating, you might find yourself eating a little bit less, but I mean, I, I feel like that's a tree that you've barked up long enough. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, I mean, you beat yourself up over it. I, I don't think that's necessary. And, you know, you might find that you, you know, build a little new hobby. You get a new hobby out of this after all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, you really made me laugh on that. The laughing is good. <laughs> uh, these are just, these are just some, these are my gut. These are my guts. Yeah. I thoughts. appreciate it. Those are very, very accurate observations. And it helps to bounce them off, um, bounce them off you because then it really, you know, brings to light, you know, kind of how ridiculous it sounds and, and good suggestions on, um, the mindful eating thing and maybe doing a different kind of exercise. Yeah. Cause I mean, you're, you're there. I mean, what, what breaks my heart the most is that you beat yourself up over this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the bummer. That, that, bummer. That's the rejected cheerleader. And we just, you know, she's sweet, but we'll <laughs> we don't want her to torture you we'll anymore. Let her go. Yeah. I think she's okay. I think she'll manage. Yes. Awesome. Well, is there anything else I can help you with, Jane? I don't think so. I, I've got some great ideas to start. And um, yeah, just the thought of relaxing and enjoying my food um, and not obsessing sounds great. I think I may put away all the books related to, besides yours, of course. <laughs> Um, um, with the experts, with the no carb and there's no sugar and there's, I I think it's time to take a rest from them as well. That sounds great. I'm relaxing for you. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. (laughs) Relief. (laughs) No, I'm going to put them in the garage. (laughs) Put them in the garage. Right. Cause you, you know, that stuff like the back of your hand anyway. Oh, I do. Yes. It's just a matter of who, you know, who says, do what and if it's one thing that I'm doing like eating that dang piece of bread um, then maybe I need to eliminate that you know that gives me great pleasure you know so yeah they're going in the garage fantastic and I'm not going to listen to any more podcasts on those people either fantastic I love it thanks we do me a favor and keep me posted yes oh absolutely for sure <laughs> alright thanks so much Jane thanks a lot thanks for listening to the foodist podcast 
I'm Daria Rose. And if you're interested in upgrading your own health style, learning how to get healthy and lose weight without dieting and without all of the suffering that it brings, then head over to my website, Summer Tomato, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get a free starter kit that'll teach you the basics of how to start changing the way you think about food, health, and weight loss. You'll also get a free chapter from my book, Foodist, called The Myth of Willpower that explains the science behind why the no pain, no gain mantra of the weight loss industry is the absolute worst approach to getting healthy. So come over to Summer Tomato and sign up. We have a fantastic community and we would love, love, love to have you. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.